All right, everybody. We are back at Deep Naked Thoughts with Val and Sam. So we took a break. We had some coffee. We ha 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 a lot. We reminisced. Uh, we cried a little bit already. <laughs> I cried three times a day, you guys. This is a <laughs> No, really, like, I'll be editing and I'll have a mental breakdown. <laughs> or, like, or, like, I'll be editing and I'll hear something that you said or I said or somebody, and I'm like, oh, I'm so deep. Sometimes I'll literally just be watching TikToks and I'm like, I just feel like crying. <laughs> <laughs> like, what hey, what stage in your life are you at, Val? Like, I, I cry a lot. Just cry. Just let the tears roll. All right, so, okay. During our break, Sam and I, we were talking just about life and just continuously showing up and i was telling her that one of the reasons why i wanted to have her on the podcast is because i think i see a lot of parallels there's different things that we've both gone through things that she's done or experienced or gone through that i haven't and there's things that we both definitely have but i think one of them is just having resilience and having grit and even in our worst days we still show up for each other and um, i was telling her that that's really hard to do especially when you feel like abandoning yourself or like letting yourself go or like you don't even want to get out of bed and then getting out of bed but then still showing up for others and i feel that very much working in like clinical therapy with kids like where you just feel so bad but you have to show up with a smile on your face and provide the best services and then when i see people or friends that are doing the same thing i feel it i'm like oh my gosh like i know you're going through it and the fact that you're here showing up for me and laughing and smiling with me like oh like what a like what an honor what a blessing like what a feeling because i know that sometimes we're hurting and then the fact that you can still show up and like show me love even when you're hurting like whew, got emotional there we're gonna cry all over again you guys we're gonna just whew, let tears roll i i feel like genuinely like i you know in every aspect of my life i think i just try to give everywhere I can, you know, like if I, if I have abundant finances, you know, take, taking all my friends out to eat and, you know, just giving, you know, giving as much as I can. And I feel yeah. like sometimes I'm not in a space emotionally where, you know, I could give anything. Like I'm not even at the point where I can like get up and get out of bed. Yeah. You know, I'm on like day three of like not eating any meals at all and yeah. like only drinking water, you know, like there's days where I cannot possibly show up for myself. And I think it's those days where I haven't shown up for myself, but also there's nobody else to show up for me. Yeah. And I feel like that's like when I have good days and I know that people are having bad days, like like I literally know what it's like to actually have absolutely nobody there and just like, you know, just be there. And I remember, you know, having my townhouse, you know, when I moved here and it's, you know, two stories, two bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms. It's gorgeous. You know, it's huge, but it's too big of a space. And I remember just like, you know, sitting there on like the days where I just like couldn't show up for myself and just being like, this is actually like the saddest thing in the world. And I remember, you know, I had never felt more alone. I think like in my my whole life, I had never felt so alone than like in that moment. And so I think like, I think I've always been the type to like, show up for other people like emotionally and stuff but I think like now more than ever like I don't even know like how I'm here actually so like sometimes I just like <clears throat> I just like think about it and I'm just like the places where I've been and stuff like I just like it breaks my heart to think like 
any of my friends to be like where I was emotionally. Yeah. Like it's actually like a heartbreaking thought. Like I would want any of my friends to feel like yeah. the way I felt like towards myself, like yeah. towards them. Like I've had my therapist look at me and she'll just be like, your act, like she's just like, these aren't the actions of someone who loves themselves. Yeah. She's like, why are you not feeding yourself? Yeah. You know, like why are you only putting poisons, you know, within your body, you know? And it's just like, and there was times where I feel like I opened up, you know, and I let people know, you know, like, I'm struggling. You know, like this, is, like, this is my final call. Like, you know, this is it. Like, I, there have been people who reached out to me and they were like, I, like, I did not think you were still going to be here. Like, yeah. like, making it past this year was, like, crazy. You know, and I feel like I really saw the people who, like, really reached out to me. And a lot of those people were all, like, martial art yeah. people, you know. And, and I sat hey, on... What's going on? Orange training. What are you doing? <laughs> I sat on Master Castillo's floor with, you know, not a dime to my name, you know. Because yeah. I, I didn't have a will to live. Like, what will did I have to pay any of my bills, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, all my bills started adding up. My credit started tanking. And the worst that everything happened, you know, just it seemed like there was actually zero way out, you know. And the more that I got into that, you know, obviously I wasn't a pleasant person to be around. And during this time, I couldn't have, I couldn't be a person that showed up for anybody. You know, if anyone was having a bad day, like I, I couldn't help them, like, you know, in any way whatsoever. And it's just like, I felt like, such a burden because I felt like everywhere I went like for it felt like forever I just felt like it was just like a burden and I was just always doing so bad you know and I don't know I wasn't feeding myself and I had not a dime to my name and I would go train at Justin's and Justin would be like I just refuse to charge me he'd just be like please just show up and he'd be like I don't care even what state you're in and he'd be like please just show up and I feel so bad because I stopped showing up Go back. <laughs> um, I know it's because oh. I really do. I owe him so much money. Um, similarly, um, again, whenever you said like I see you as a big sister, like it was such a compliment, but it was also such a like ugh, like I never want you to go or feel the things that I've gone through or felt, and I very much relate to you being like you know times where like you didn't want to live and I remember that too um where I did go back to Justin and I just told him like I just don't want to do this anymore like I just I don't have anything to live for like even my dog like somebody could take my dog and like take care of him and I was just like I have nothing like so even like the fact that I'm here talking with you talking with you guys like a year ago two years ago I didn't even think I was going to be staying here and so they're like, oh, you're like my big sister. I'm like, dude, I didn't even think I was going to, like, live to see today. So I think it is a blessing. I'm, like, so grateful for the tiny things. I'm so grateful for the coffee we're having. I'm so grateful for the conversation we're having. I'm so grateful that I get to put this out, and hopefully somebody will be inspired. Like, it gets better. Keep going. But um, it was about, like, just show up today and go to kickboxing, and we're going to train hard, and then we're going to do it again. I'm like, okay. And I just had to show up every day. I had to show up for something. So I would make little appointments. Like today I have kickboxing. And then tomorrow I have to go to do, do dance. So I have to show up for that. I have to be alive for that. I have to do that. And then on Wednesday I have kickboxing again. So it just became about showing up. And then eventually I started having fun. And then I started loving it. And then it was like 
like people show like were happy to see me and they were smile at me and they're like oh we're so happy you're here and then I started to love it again and I started to build momentum but for a while there like I also didn't think I would ever be here like I just I was like why like I, I don't love anything about this world it's a fucked up world yeah it is but fair. it's beautiful but it's beautiful because like you're such a hello you're such a joy to be around like I'm so grateful and happy to be here with you right now. I'm so happy and grateful for the things that I'm going to continue to learn or like the new martial arts I get to do. Or I'm so grateful and happy for the people I'm going to meet in the future. Like it just became about looking forward to the new experiences. Like, well, I never thought I'd be sitting down doing a podcast. And I'm like, who knows what the fuck else I'm going to do. Like, that's so fucking cool. But I just, I guess I admire that inner strength that you have. And I, I have always, well, thank you. I, I feel like that is something actually we both like have in common. And I have always felt that like, I've always been like me and Val are kind of like, you know, one in the same, like yeah. in that, you know, in like that perseverance and stuff. And I feel like me and Val are both like somebody who could be like going through something and then crying. And then, you know, there's people outside. So you just have to kind of like take a deep breath, pat your last tears and you're yeah. smiling and you're you know, you put on an A1 performance and no one knows something's wrong because you're, you know, you just, what you bring to the table just, yeah, you know, it all. But, and then, I don't know, and then I felt very guilty, like, also, like, having those feelings because, like, I've had friends die, you yeah. know, and so then, like, I'm just, like, I don't want to live and I've had friends who wanted to live and yeah. had their life taken, so then... Like, they I, wanted to. So then I here. sat in this place, and then I was just, like, how selfish of yeah. me, you know, to have, you know, like, to be in this place where, you know, I didn't want to live. But then I, I really didn't want to live. And so, you know, there was one week, you know, back in, like, between March and May sometime before the, between then, and it was just, like, this full week where I was just, like, I do not want to live and I remember I like had this like um, handkerchief type thing or whatever and I tied it to the stairs and I just like dangled myself and I was unconscious but I guess once I went unconscious like my body you know had was positioned in a way where I could just get like a little bit of breath and I woke up a couple hours later and I felt like like, I had done, like, all the drugs in the world. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, how high I was from, like, the lack of oxygen to my yeah. brain. Yeah. And I remember, like, being on the verge of, like, hallucinations. And I just, like, untied the, like, handkerchief or whatever. And I just lay down. Yeah. And I just was like, okay. And so then I went to sleep. And the next day, I remember I woke up. And as an engineer, I tried to engineer the best way possible to kill myself. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I, you know, I thought I had everything like to a plan and I had planned to hang myself. And when I tried to hang myself, you know, like the weight, like the ceiling fan broke, like whatever attachments I had on it, like broke, like everything was just like broken. So and like, so then again, I just went to sleep. Oh, you know? make and like so, jokes and be like, imagine explaining that to your landlord and be like, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> 
BMX and there. Yeah, that. That <laughs> was Excuse crazy. me, Sam. Explain this. That's not funny, you guys. But uh, dark humor. So the next day, I was like, okay, you know what? And then. With property damage, <laughs> we're, we're done ruining this apartment. Yeah. I can't yeah. afford. Yeah. So then I looked up like deadly cocktail mixes. Oh, okay. Um, and I had a. I suffered from really bad nightmares. It's like um, I went and I saw a specialist in Colorado who um, deals with vets and like PTSD and nightmares and things mm-hmm. like that. And they prescribed me a blood pressure medication. Okay. And this blood pressure medication, you know when they give you like certain medications but they work for other things. Yeah. So that's what this was and it was it did stop it made my nightmares less um frequent? Not frequent. Um I felt like I was they weren't so real anymore. Okay. Um vivid. They okay. made my nightmares less vivid. So before where I couldn't tell that I was dreaming, now I knew that I was in a dream. It's Okay, very weird to cool. explain. All right, interesting. But it was blood pressure medication that was prescribed to me. My doctor at the time knew my health insurance was shit, so she would prescribe me large doses of this at a time mm-hmm. because nothing too crazy about it, right? But um, a blood pressure medication. So I found them. I think there was about 100 of them, so I took 100 mm-hmm. blood pressure medications along with some oxys that I found, some hydrocodones that I found, and then a half a prescription of Xanax that I had. Mm-hmm. And I mixed them all with alcohol, and I made sure that I fell asleep on my back so that if I vomited, I could choke on my vomit. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a foolproof plan. But then I just woke up in the morning. Okay. Like, I just don't understand how you take 100 blood pressure medications. Like, that should actually tank your heart. That in itself, without the mixture of anything else, should be enough to, like, ruin your heart. Uh-huh. Oh my god. And I just woke up. I'm just trying to process that. And then in the morning, like, I just woke up and I just drove myself to Justin's. Oh my god. And Justin didn't even know. Like, I just went about my day. Like, that's what happened. And, like, nobody knew because I lived by myself. Like, after each of these things, because they were failed and I lived by myself in this lonely ass townhouse, like, I just went on about my day. Yeah. Like, no yeah. one knew anything, and it was, like, the middle of summer, and I just was wearing, like, turtlenecks, because oh. from one of the times I, like, attempted, like, I had, you know, from the tie around, like, my neck or whatever, and it, that was on there for about two weeks. Yeah. I think also, um, when I lived on my own, I think it really sucks with the, the, the glamorization of, like, independence, of, like girl, you're doing it, you're killing it, like, look at your space, because I remember being so proud of my house, and, like, um, being so proud of, like, my space, and, you know, these words of, like, you're doing so good, you're killing it, and I'm like, I'm killing myself, I don't even understand. (laughs) No, yeah. Um, And just, like, just what people's outside perspective and view is, and, like, having a personal trainer and doing martial arts yeah. again and all this stuff. You're like, you're so good. But deep down knowing, like, you're like, I don't didn't even think I was going to be here today. Like, And, like, it really was after that that, like, I woke up and I was like, I just don't actually think there's, like, a physical, actual, scientific reason for me to, like, be alive. I don't know, man. I, I, you I'm know, really like, just, I believe in God. So I'm like, I think you have a mission. And I had you're supposed I didn't to be believe here. in God before that point. Like, uh-huh. I actually did not believe in God at all uh-huh. at that point. And that morning I woke up and that was like, I think that was like the day that I was just like, I feel like God is real. And like, I, that was, I feel like the day that I was just like, I feel like there's like, 
something greater than me. Like, for yeah. some reason, like, I don't really know, like, what even the exact purpose is, but mm -hmm. I feel like something. Like, I was like, I feel like I put on this earth for something because there's no way, like, there's actually zero way. So, like, I go to church now and, like, you know, I, you know, engineer, you know, scholarist, like, student and stuff like that. Like, I can't just like blindly just like have faith in something that's like yeah. against you know oh, everything kind of eyes down but yeah. like I go to like bible study on Tuesdays and like I have meetings with my pastor on Fridays and like I just ask him all the questions and we read through the bible and like I am like actually studying like studying studying the bible you know yeah. and it's like I think that's different than like church on Sundays because that feels like you're just you know, being spir that feels like spiritual and like I do like yeah. that and stuff but I'm just like I can't have just, like, blind faith, but although there's no reason, you know, like, yeah. you know, I'm looking for a reason for me to be alive, and there's no actual reason, yeah. so sometimes you do have to have just, like, that blind faith, but, like, now I am, like, a religious person, and I feel like that's actually carried me farther in, like, the couple months that I've been there in, like, yeah. than anything, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's been crazy, and yeah. I've actually loved, like, the religious journey and yeah. everything. I completely agree, and I want to like touch on that more because I also went through um, going back to religion. So I won't speak on that right now, but I did leave like religion and the church just because I had a lot of feelings of guilt for things that had happened to me that were I was like, is that even my fault? Like I was a kid, and like just those feelings of shame and guilt, and I was like, fuck you guys, like fuck you, you don't know my story, you don't know what happened to me, like just like so so much anger towards the church, like just so angry that I left. And so I went through my healing journey. I went through, like, you know, getting back in shape, getting back my mental health, go, going back through, like, rehabilitation my, myself, and then, like, wanting to, like, learn. And I think that's another thing that draws us together is that you're very logical. You're an academic. You're a scientist. Like, you're very reasonable. Like, I think sometimes we're a little too smart for our own good. Um, like, but we've both always been super really smart. And so... Um, it, it seems silly, um, but especially when my brother got cancer, like the one thing that I just, I couldn't, I couldn't be the doctor, I couldn't be the nurse, I couldn't do anything, and the only thing I could do was like pray, and then like finding myself like on my knees crying, praying, and then I started praying for myself, not just like for my brother, like I started praying for myself, and then I started going to church, and it was the same thing, it wasn't like um, I would go to church and just be told like the word of God or whatever, like I was starting to learn and there was like actually beautiful lessons about like being sad and like triumph yes. or like there was this person, you know, their son died. And like, it's like a storybook of people that go through hard things that sometimes I'm going through and it's like, they overcame it. So, so can you. And I'm like, oh, like they did it so I can do it too. And I feel that same way. And I feel like, I don't know if anyone knows me, I guess I'm, I err a little on the wilder side, you know, I'm more of a wild child you're a wild flower um, <laughs> um you know um i think when it comes to you know anything given the opportunity i will never say no you know i live my life to the fullest extent whether that means um they're good choices i make or bad choices i make i just make choices and then we learn from it we learn but yeah um so, you know, some of the choices I've made very questionable. So once I went into the church, I was meeting with the pastor, you know, and I think the only reason I'm in the church is because I met this man. Like, this man is specifically the reason I even go to church. Okay. And he's just like, 
and he's like, Sam, he's like, there's stories in the Bible, he's like, and they're crazy. He's like, you could, he's like, you could have killed a bunch of people. He's like, or you could have slept with a hundred men, or you could have done this, and he's just like, I'd still love you. He's like, you, he's like, you could still come here. He's like, and God still loves you. And he's like, and he's like, you know, ch church, I think, and I've never been a fan of the church, which is why I've never really been a religious person before. You know, because they've just never really had this accepting vibe, you know. And, mm -hmm. like, when I met my pastor, I was working at a strip club, not as a stripper. I was working as a server. Like, not that it makes club, a difference. At the club. Not that it makes a difference, you know. But I was working, nonetheless, at a strip club, and he knew this. He uh -huh. knew that I was coming, you know, struggling with my sobriety. Yeah. You know, I was trying my hardest to be sober, you know, yeah. but it, it was hard, you know, and I was struggling with all aspects of my life and I felt like I literally had nowhere to go but to God you know and somehow yeah. I ended up there and you know all these things and he was just like I don't want anybody to judge you he's like I don't want you to ever feel judged he's like I literally only want you to feel loved here yeah and like just the way he talks like I'm just like I feel like he's just like the true like version or whatever Christian is I'm just like I feel like it's like him and stuff and yeah. like one time we even had like a service and you know my I do have an Instagram you know mm -hmm. some cheeks on there you know okay. it looks like any other Instagram of someone my age I would think um, but he comes up to me after service and we love to see each other we joke and laugh all the time and um, he's like yeah so I guess it's something the younger folks do he's like but somebody told me they um, looked you up on Instagram he said, mm -hmm. and they brought it to my attention because they told me that they thought you were very wild. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. And I literally couldn't help, and I said, oh, my God. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I, like, dropped to my knees laughing. I thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. Uh -huh. It's like he falls to his knees laughing because we're just, like, we think it's so funny. And he's like, I just want, he's like, I just want you to know. He's like, I love that you're wild. He was like, I, he's like, people think Christians are just, like, these stuck-up, boring people. He's like... Like he's like, if I have one wild child at my church, he's like, maybe all the other wild childs will come. He's like, yeah. I don't want you to change. And just yeah. like, you know, just what? like little what? things. That's so really loving. I'm just like, he's so loving. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's the reason. And so like, yeah. when I move, like I'm really scared. I'm like, finding a new church is going to be hard. Hard because yeah. I don't go to church to go to church. Yeah. Because I've never been a fan of the church. You yeah. know, I go to church because I love this guy, you know. Yeah. Like the community, like how you feel there. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, when I was struggling, they, they were paying my rent and stuff. So the church has actually really done a lot for me and stuff. Yeah. Like, they do I just like did not have, church that yeah, I, I did not have like a yeah. will to live. And they were like, okay, just, just live, I guess. And they, <laughs> yeah. they made my rent. They were like, just, yeah. okay. just live, yeah. show up, just yeah. wake up every day, I guess. And okay. So, I want to touch on the subject of forgiveness. Because for me, going back to the church, it wasn't even so much like I think kind of half the time that I went, I went because I don't even know why I went. But then eventually I started listening. I'm like eventually I went and something clicked. But um, they touched a lot on forgiveness, and I think for me I need to like make sense of things. And so I was also I'm still going to therapy. I was going to therapy, and um, they talked a lot about forgiveness and forgiving yourself and like forgiving yourself for the things that you've done because you either didn't know better or because that was the best choice that you had or because, you know, whatever reason, like, forgive yourself and do better. It's like, it's in the past, just move on, like, let it go, forgive yourself. 
And so that topic of like, forgive yourself. And it's like, every day is a new opportunity to start again. And I don't know if you feel any way about that, but you know, I could have a bad day and I'm like, okay, forgive yourself. Like maybe you said the wrong thing or maybe you, you could have done better, but try again, just try again tomorrow. Just every day is a new day, just try again. And like every day is just about being better. And like what happens today, like I let it go and I just try again tomorrow. I just try again. I try my best with forgiveness. Yeah. I think I I think I hold myself to like a very high standard, mm-hmm. you know, as kind of like a perfectionist, I guess. And it's just, you know, my whole life I've held myself to the standard and yeah. it's gotten me very far. It's gotten me a lot of praise. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. but um you know, mentally, I don't know if it does me very well. Um, so forgiveness, I don't know. I forgive other people. Okay. I think forgiveness within myself is, you know, something completely else. And, you know, and I think that's something I have to work on because I'm a very extremist. So some of yeah. my, some of the things I struggle with are extreme yeah. decisions I probably I, really shouldn't have I'm made. I'm going to ask a question, and this one came from therapy, and my therapist actually helped me but it's cognitive distortions. So she has a list and she makes me pick out which cognitive distortions I struggle with. And one of the reasons why, I think maybe you'll struggle with this one too, but the cognitive distortion that I go back to is like, I should have known better. And I think it's because I always grew up being praised for being smart or like my intelligence, that if I didn't know, like if I wasn't like smart enough, it's like, well, you should have known better. Like, well, what did you say? You know what though, to be fair, Uh, I feel like I do tell myself that sometimes. I'm like, ah, you should have known better. But then I'm like, but you know what though? I have been telling myself that since such a young age. Like, no, I never got the chance to be a little kid. Like, sorry, it's a little kid of me fucking up. Like, no, I actually don't know better. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, as you grow up and as you begin to work through things, you know, I... You know, and it comes with, like, forgiveness and stuff. I grew up with, actually, like, a deep hatred for my parents. Oh, You know, and, okay. you know, it sparked, you know, an emancipation. It sparked years of us not talking and stuff. You know, it wasn't till this year that I moved back fairly recently in months um, that we became close with each other. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I... see I, a lot of parallels here. I moved back, too, and I also kind of... You know what I that's my pastor and I've just you know, and like I, I bring it back to religion and I'm like if everyone makes everything about God, you know, let me ask you these questions like cause what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like you know, if God gives his like, you know, battles to the strongest soldiers, like God must think I'm like six four and like jacked, you know? <laughs> yeah. God, I'm, yeah. I'm just five foot. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. just a girl. Like, yeah. Calm down, you know. So I yeah. asked him and I was just like, you know, like kind of what the fuck, you know, like, what's up? Yeah. And he was like, you know, it's not that you've done anything bad, you know, like, God isn't punishing you, but, you know, like, anything bad that's happened, you know, even to you as a child, you know, you growing up, you know, this repetitive thing that's, you know, keeps happening in your life and stuff, he's like, these are, you know, the actions of other people, and they will repent, you know, but, like, it's not up to you at the end of the day, I think, like, everyone is going to come up on their final judgment. Yeah. And I don't think it's up to me to judge them, you know. And I think yeah, a lot of that, battles. you know, and I, I had a very public battle, like, three, four years ago. And I made it very public, like, on Instagram. And I was 
like posting this guy's like driver's license like this guy's id birthday like uh-huh. <laughs> like his address you know i was ruthless you know he owned a business he got fired from being partial owner of the business you know i made it like my entire personality and i feel like i you know and he can't really get a job here no one really wants to work with him and you know rightfully so because you know kind of he's a sex offender you know so he shouldn't be working with people so like I feel like I served my purpose, but I feel like it came at the expense of my mental health because I couldn't just forgive. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like once you forgive, like, it's not even about them. Like, at the end of the day, and I feel like that's so cliche, and it took me forever to realize what people meant by, you know, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with the person you're forgiving, but, you know, like, it's giving yourself that freedom of finally being like, you know what, this actually doesn't have any power over me, like... I actually hold all the power over this. And at first, I applied that to, you know, like a sexual assault. And I was like, you know what? I have the power over this. And then, you know, as I kept trying to go to therapy and, you know, heal emotionally, I was like, okay, well, started with the sexual assault, you know, and now I kind of want to relay that to, like, my parents, you know, and after, you know, I looked at it that way, you know, now I want to apply this to my relationships. And then, you know, after that, how I have applied that to my friendships and, you know, just kind of, like, outwardly applying that and just... I think you've said a lot of things that I completely agree with. Um, I think when it came down to forgiveness, it also became about exactly what you said. It's like them not having power over me anymore and like taking it back and be like, you know what? You did this to me or this happened, but I'm going to move on. And you know what? Like, I'm sorry that you had to do that to me to feel better about yourself. Like, I'm sorry that that is what you had to do, but I'm good. Like, I'm living my life. I'm going to continue to thrive. I'm going to continue to glow. I'm going to, you know, and it became about, like, like moving on, but with power. And, like, not holding it, like, as, like, that grudge and just letting it go and be like, I'm sorry that you had to do that. And even when you're open about that and you're just like, you know what, like, this is the situation and it just is what it is, you know, and you're just kind of advocating. Like, I've made lifelong friends. And, you know, some of those people, we we were just trauma-bonded because we share the same sexual abuser, you know, but, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, I feel like the power we hold, you know, even being his victim, survivors, whatever, you know, the power we hold, I think, is so much greater than from what he holds, and I think he knows that, and that's, like, a scary thought to him, you know, and it's just, you know, once you forgive, like, I have, no matter who's done me dirty or anything in my life, like, I pray for everyone. Like I yeah, wish, me too. I wish nothing bad for anyone. You know, yeah. like I just want everybody to grow. It's like I think we all are deeply flawed, and we all have growth to do. And I think like a big takeaway is like what, like, and you ask yourself like, what would you get by like trash talking this person? You know, you know, like what do you actually gain from it? And because you're no better than them. Yeah, but then, like, even at the end of the day, you know, like, we're saying these bad things because our paths are obviously, you know, not crossing anymore. But what happens if your paths do cross again, you know? And then you've said all these things, and, you know, you can't really take them back. So I'm just, like, I feel like it's just better to just forgive and let things be. Because if your paths do ever cross again, like, you know, it'd just be better to, like, have them cross and, like, just everything be, like, you know, pure Mm -hmm. and just... I don't know. Life's too short to die with, like... So much resentment. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, go to someone's funeral and just be like, I wish we we could have done that. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like, I feel like you just, you know, forgive. Like, if anyone has problems with me, it's probably one-sided because, like, I just... 
I'm going to die with, like, when I die, I want everyone to know, like, for the most part, there's no beef. Yeah. I died like this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I feel that, too, and I think um, this might be a really good way to end this and wrap this up, but... Um, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast is I heard somebody say, make your mess your message. And I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be, I mess up, I've messed up, I'm going to mess up some more. But I am trying to be a good person. And I am trying to, you know, have a good message and uplift others and tell them like, hey, like, it's okay, keep going, you got this. Like, I'm doing it with you, we can do it together. And um, just, there's so much beauty in this world that we still have yet to experience. And so like that, those are like my closing thoughts on this, is like, just keep going and keep growing. One more takeaway. I think one of the greatest, you know, beauties that we have yet to encapsulate in this world is really the beauty of each other. Yeah. Which you don't want to miss out on for any reason. So you don't have to forget, but I think forgiveness, you know, love, you know, reach out to those who love you. Yeah. Yeah, because I think in those times where you're having trouble getting yourself up, like, you won't forget those that reached out to you. Yeah. You know, so if you can't be the light, if you can, what's the thing? I don't know. Something, be the light. Be the light. Be the light. If you can't find the light, be the light. That's the one. That's the one? That's the one. Okay. No, that's a good one. No, that's a good one. That's my ending Um, I feel like that was really hard. <laughs> this is the second time I've cried today. <laughs> I'm going to end this and go cry some more. Um, but thank you so much for watching. These are Deep Naked Thoughts, Gon Val and Sam. And, uh, you know, like, share, subscribe. And you just never know who you might impact with this episode, who needs to hear these words. So really hitting that share button, it, it's helping somebody. So please share.